0: Hi folks, Rachel here. DJ is out of town this week off jet setting around the world, so he wasn't able to record our episode this week. But rather than leave you hanging, we thought we'd share something a little special with you instead. Originally, we released the following episode as a Patreon exclusive where we reviewed a little movie called Maximum Overdrive. Joining DJ and myself were my co-hosts from the Zombie Girls and More Deadly, Matilda and Ariel, and together we braved the very sweaty very ACTC-heavy Stephen King classic, which also happens to be his first and sole foray into the director's chair. So yeah, all Stephen King, all the time. So without further ado, please enjoy our episode and we'll see you again in two weeks when we return to Wolves of the Kala with our regularly scheduled episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to the bonus episode uh, for the patrons specifically and uh, for Cast of Call listeners even more specifically. Uh, anyway, <laughs> joining me today to talk uh, all things Stephen King is my Cast of Call co-host, Honeybuns the miss Machine just called me an asshole, DJ. <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but uh yeah, yeah. Um I'm here uh with you guys uh on a lovely rainy Pacific Northwest day drinking my iced wine mm-hmm. and uh here to talk about Stephen King, I guess. Um That's all I got. Well, back to you guys. What what are you guys doing?
0: (laughs) And joining us is two of the smartest, funniest ladies I know Matilda, don't make me a widow on my wedding day, Curtis. (laughs) And you, Ariel. Hi. (laughs)
2: Great introductions. (laughs) Thank you. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah. Are you
0: super hyped to talk about this? magnum opus of a film today yes yes (laughs) (laughs) awesome so for those of you who don't know what we're going to be talking about today is a review of the film maximum overdrive so this is definitely one that i think people like you have There's not a lot of middle ground. You're either very pro this movie or anti this movie. Um, And I think the younger you were when you saw it, the more likely you're in the pro camp. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess we'll find out tonight. So I wanted to get from you guys, like, what is your experience of this movie? Is this a first watch? When did you first watch it? That kind of thing.
1: Starting with you, Deej. Oh, so I'd never actually um, seen the real cut of this. I've watched this movie a bunch of times, but it's always been on, like, USA Up all night. So... I have never seen it before with the amount of gore that is in the real version um, because it was edited for television. So, I, I mean, I, I had the key steps, but I did not know that they just like had blood gushing everywhere. So it was actually like, <laughs> I was like, well, well, wait a minute. And then like, I was like, Oh, made for TV. Okay. I missed out on all the uh, good stuff. So this, yeah, this was like a late night. You're like doing homework and you turn it on and like, that girl with the high-pitched voice would be like, up all night, and then, like, this would come on. (laughs) Or it would be uh, Uh, Joe Bob Riggs, like, sitting in front of the trailer being like, you know, here's another one, guys, from our favorite director who sucks, (laughs) Stephen King. (laughs) 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 And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much
0: it for me. How about you, Tilly? I know this is not a first watch for you, but how did you first... This is not a
3: first watch for me. This, um... This came out when my family had gotten cable, I think. Ooh. And like, I think it was like con- one of those ones that was constantly on cable, much like uh, Just One of the Guys or The Last American Virgin. It was like this and teenage sex comedies, basically. Like it was like <laughs> a constant, constant rotation on HBO or whatever. Uh-huh. Um,
2: so I had seen it a lot of times. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And how about you, Ariel. I had never seen this movie. This is a very first watch for me. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know why. I've seen almost every Stephen King movie, especially from the eighties and nineties era, but somehow I missed this one. Part of it I think is when I was a kid I watched Christine and I really hated it. So yeah. I, I think I like was like, Oh, well, I don't want to watch another Stephen King one about cars that come to life, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fair. You don't, You also don't strike me as maybe the my biggest ACDC
2: fan. I don't know if you would have been. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine <laughs> with it, but it wouldn't have been like a draw at that point. I actually think it's pretty fun and sort of over the top ridiculous because the way that like the music is matched up to the scenes, like, it doesn't always align. Do you know what I mean? Where like there'll be this yes. really exciting music and then, <laughs> and then like nothing's really happening. <laughs> like, wait. I thought we were building. Someone has never done cocaine. I see. (laughs) 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 Okay.
0: Okay. So, what were your? Since this was a first watch, what were your kind of expectations going into it?
2: So I had very, very low expectations because I had been told that this was one of the real dumb ones. You know. So I was not expecting The Shining or something, you know. <laughs> I believe you made that cemetery. But okay, let's move <laughs> Okay, so I did a little background
0: research on this. Okay. But, no, you know, I normally do kind of like an in-depth whatever. This time I kept yeah. it kind of light because instead what I want to do is just run through some of the trivia about this movie because it is wild, y'all. <laughs> this was. Okay. One- yeah, this one has a, a kind of a crazy background. Okay, so Maximum Overdrive, for those who don't know, is a horror comedy from 1986, and it marked the first and the last feature film ever directed by master of horror Stephen King. <laughs> he is. Uh, famous for disliking adaptations of his film. He does not like the Brian DePaul McCary or the Stanley Kubrick uh, Shining or the John Carpenter Christine. So he decided if anybody's going to adapt King properly, it has to be King himself. So this was adapted from his short story, Trucks, which was a very short story, uh, a three-page story that originally appeared in (laughs) Cavalier magazine in, uh, and then later in his collection, Night Shift. And then it was adapted again in 1997 for a TV movie called Trucks, which is actually much more f- a f- much more faithful reproduction of the short story itself. It was released theatrically in July of 1986, and you'll be shocked to learn it received negative reviews. And currently (laughs) it's sitting at a solid 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. That's low. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was nominated for two Golden Raspberry Awards, including Worst Director for King and Worst Actor for Emilio Estevez, uh, who (laughs) was at the time like peak Rat Pack. Right. Um, But both lost to Prince, for Under the Cherry Moon. Sorry, Matilda. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's kind of fair. I get it. That's fair. The
0: King has since disowned this film and described it once as a moron movie. Like, basically, his he, he fought for it to be released in the summer because he was like, this is the kind of movie that you take your brain out at the door then you go watch the movie and then you come back and put your brain back in. Yeah. Um, you also it feels said like
2: that it'd be a good summer, um, like a drive in movie, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be. Pretty, uh, yeah, because you'd be surrounded by cars, too.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, and this may not be the last we've seen of this property. In October 2020, Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, has uh, expressed interest in writing and directing a Maximum Overdrive oh. remake with Whoa. some alterations to the original material. I don't know why, because it's perfect. as it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, some trivia. Okay, so here's just a list of random things about this movie. So, Stephen King has admittedly, uh, he admits that he doesn't actually remember most of this film's production because he was so coked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you if it felt coky, that's because it was. Um, despite this experience, the now sober King has mentioned having occasional thoughts of just maybe directing again someday. Sands all the blow. Um, this state of mind. Might have led to. His wanting. Demanding. An ultimate heartbreak. Over the cast. Uh, the not casting. Of Bruce Springsteen. In the role, a lead role. Whoa. <laughs> Vision this as Bru- as the boss. In, his <laughs> in this role. But he, like I said. He was peak Rat Pack at the time. So Dino De Laurentiis. Who produced this. Uh, hired Emilio Estevez. Like kind of against King's wishes to play Bill. Gotcha. Yeah. So he was pretty mad about it. In fact, it's believed that he was so mad about it, he got completely disillusioned with the production um, and just kind of checked out. That being said, he apparently was, like, totally nice dude on set. He did all kinds of fun things for the cast and crew. Like, he rented a local theater to play classic monster and sci-fi movies. He bought everybody snacks and drinks. And uh, he even provided commentary on each film. I gu- I'm get, i guessing that was not so much a thing he could help. Because, like I said, he was on a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also apparently uh, took part in, like, golf cart races with the crew. On oh, the that sounds set. fun. Yeah so the trucks circling the dixie boy i don't know about you guys but i was like trying to see if there were drivers in the truck because mm-hmm. i wanted to see like what did 1986 special effects look like turns out there weren't actually drivers in the truck they were all done remote controlled and they broke down constantly <laughs> 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 that
2: makes it's, like, sense. it's like those rc cars you would get from circuit city as a kid that would always break like five minutes later just giant yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So the truck stop was actually a, con- a a set. I thought maybe it was like a condemned
0: garage or like a gas mm-hmm. station that they got to blow up at the end or something. But it was actually a set that was so convincing. They had to keep like waving real truckers off. They're like, no, nope, it's a movie set. It's a movie set. It's not <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> um, speaking of trucks, the Happy Toys truck, a.k.a. the Green Goblin truck, survived filming was purchased by someone, refurbished, and now frequently shows up at horror conventions. Oh, that's cool. So maybe someday we'll get yeah. to see him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this film also marked the beginning of another icon's career. No, not Giancarlo Esposito. This is the first on-screen of one Marla Maples. <laughs> Really? Yep. She's one of the people in the car on the bridge. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I was wondering where she was because I saw her in the credits. Yep. That's where she Mm -hmm. was. Um, Okay. So the set was pretty dangerous. Apparently Stephen King was obsessed with shooting guns and blowing shit up. So everybody was like pretty sure someone was going to get injured at some point during the filming. And they did. So during that radio controlled lawnmower scene, um, people were saying we need to take the blades out. And he was like, no, we need realism, realism, keep the blades in. But unfortunately, um, it, the blades being in it meant when it went over a wood block, a bunch of splinters flew out, including some that went into the um, director of photography, Armando Nanzuzzi's face and cost him an eye. Oh,
2: my Ooh. God.
0: He later sued King for $18 million and they settled out of court.
2: Shit. You oh. should have taken him for more. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> um, also, the camera operator was almost killed when he was almost struck by the ice cream truck when the effect of flipping it end over end went wrong. Oh, and instead it just landed on its roof, which is seen in the film. So just know that amazing shot, someone almost paid for with their life. And I say, worth it.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a cautionary tale of why you shouldn't be coked up out of your mind when you're making a movie like this.
0: On the upside, though, probably cocaine had to do with the fact that King insisted on ACDC doing the score or the soundtrack for this. (laughs) Um, He visited the band personally to ask for their participation participation, participation (laughs) in the film, and they agreed to do so after he sang their song, Ain't No Fun, Waiting Around to Be a Millionaire in its entirety in front of them. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. Last fun fact, and this is more of a rumor, is that... Core icon George Romero was frequently on set and provided directing advice to King according to the author. There's a rumor that Romero actually directed the majority of the film as King was too deep in his cocaine addiction to do so. Neither of them have ever confirmed this rumor, so it stays just that.
1: Thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Huh. I mean, I don't know. Safety on set is really important.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you're a filmmaker. Do you guys, what do you guys do to ensure safety on set? Aside from, I assume, taking blades out of lawnmowers and whatnot. Uh,
1: A lot of, if there's any guns on set, they're checked multiple times and they're always airsoft. Um, If we have any weapons, usually we doll them or make sure that they're swung in the direction of no one uh, towards Mm -hmm. the camera at a safe distance. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where like we didn't think about it, and then later on you're like, oh man. Mm. <laughs> Thankfully, no one fell through that floor because we didn't realize it was completely <laughs> rotted out. Or oh, like what the barn and outpost Doom? Oh yeah, and that like, thing
0: looked like it could be a death trap. <laughs>
1: yeah, post mortem, they're like, oh yeah, um, that dust in there, and you're like, yeah. They're like. That's all just uh, dried up cow manure. So good thing no one got like uh, E. coli or anything. Or like
0: anthrax or something. (laughs) Holy shit.
1: So I don't know. But the weird thing, though, and like maybe I'm wrong, but the ACBC songs, like especially Hell's Bells. I don't remember the group of like weird off key singers singing along with the with the like Hell's Bells chime. And that was in the movie. Is that a different copy than like the real one?
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that.
1: Oh yeah, so like when they're pumping the gas, you know, the whole time and like yeah, you know, it's like Hell's yeah. Bells. Well, there's like there's the normal Hell's Bells where it's just the AC/DC guys singing, but this one had like a chorus of gr- people singing with them that were kind of like out of place and off key, like they didn't belong with the song. Oh, see, I and just I- assumed it was.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe
0: I'm wrong. You know, no, to I really don't. To the song again?
3: Yeah, it didn't register to me. I wonder if that's really.
2: made made, like a special one for the movie.
0: (laughs) I would play it, but we'd get hit for copyright infringement. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Check on your own time. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so because this is like technically a cast of call bonus, I wanted to point out a couple of sort of Stephen King universe connections because we always do that on the show. Um, The first one is, I don't know if you caught this, DJ. I'm guessing no. (laughs) But okay, so... In Maximum Overdrive, there's a point where uh, Bill is talking about his plan, what he wants to do. To go to the
1: island. Yes,
0: to go to Haven, which is a location that shows up in multiple things throughout Steven. Yeah, I caught that one. Oh, nice. Okay. And then the other thing was, oh, and apparently the show Haven, which takes place in that place. In the second season, there is an episode called Love Machine where all the, the cars and boats come to life Maximum Overdrive style.
1: I I thought they explained that it had no um, motorized vehicles on the island. I mean, maybe by the night or the 2000s. I don't know. Broken that law.
0: Yeah, I guess. See what happens. That's what you get. Um, And then there's just a couple of sort of like coincidental details that as the, you know, Dark Tower conspiracy theorist immediately caught my eye, which is in the opening crawl, we find out sort of the set, the time and what's going on and the date is June 19th, 1997. So we all know there's no coincidences in Steve King's universe. It's all just the will of Ka, right? And then also the name of the comet is Rhea.
1: Oh, yeah. catch that one. There you go.
0: So those are our connections. All right. That's enough background. Let's get into this. Excellent film. Uh, (laughs) Let's start with, since you are a a longtime watcher of this film, Matilda, what about this movie? We're going to break it up kind of like what worked and then what didn't and then our overall thoughts. So tell me some positives about this movie for you and what you thought of it.
3: Um, I love this movie and that's not defensible, really. Um, It is fun and dumb. Yep. <laughs> um it is unrelenting in the music. We were talking about the music a little bit about how like often in a horror movie you will build tension in any movie like there will be high beats and there will be low beats. This is just in fifth gear high rpm all the way. Oh yeah. Right. There's no stopping. No. <laughs> um it's so ridiculous, like the one-liners in this movie, like the kind of, this is a very quoted movie uh-huh, in uh-huh, my uh-huh. house.
0: Um, oh, really? What what are frequent quotes that come mm-hmm. up in, in your home? Uh, this ATM
3: machine called me an asshole. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, don't yeah. make me glitter on my wedding day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, it, man. <laughs> yeah, the
3: cast is great. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Emilio Estevez is I don't know if he was also in the trailer doing cocaine with Stephen King, but boy he is sweating through this movie. <laughs> it's a very sweaty, yeah. sweaty, sweaty He's indeed. a different temperature than everyone else for some reason, which is a little strange, but um Yeah. I I just I really enjoyed it and I really enjoyed the like um the one of the strongest memories for me is the scene with the
0: Coke can machine shooting cans. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the steamroller kill. That was the one that yes. freaked me out when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, I think the electric knife freaked me out the most oh, when right. I was a kid. But right. I think that the um, the Coke cans were the most fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. How about yeah. you, Deej? Uh, This movie, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I first saw it, and I still enjoy it now. But... <sighs> My older me is like irritated at the inconsistencies of what is alive and what isn't because like they get a drive around in their wedding car and it's fine and then like you even see like a little machine revenge when the like bulldozer destroys their wedding car You're like fuck this car he didn't do you know <laughs> and then like it was
0: the rebellion within <laughs> and then like
1: you have the electric um electric uh, uh knife but then like they're using refrigerators and they're using like cooktops and they're using like coffee makers to make food and you're like well where's the revenge in those machines like wouldn't the coffee maker shoot hot liquid at them or something and, and so it's a little too analytical for this movie but like it's like come on man are you high or something oh yes. i mean yes <laughs> <laughs> all right now
0: ariel i know this is a first watch for you so you probably don't have a ton of nostalgic affection for this but you also are the person on the show who loves a dumb fun movie so i thought maybe that aspect would appeal to you (laughs) what did you think you were right
2: (laughs) oh good (laughs) yeah this movie is so stupid just so incredibly dumb and like dj was saying the internal logic of it makes no sense there is no internal logic really It's just a collection of like really dumb action sequences, but it's so much fun to watch. And I could tell watching it that if I had seen it as a kid, I think I would have loved it. I mean, like Matilda was saying, that scene with the soda cans shooting out and hitting him in the crotch and then in the face, I would have been cracking up at like eight years old watching that, you know? Um, And yeah, it's just all the explosions are really fun all the you know crawling through the tunnels i just think it's a, it's so it's so stupid <laughs> but i had a really good time watching it i actually watched it twice now and i had a really fun time the second time too like i didn't mind cuz it's just i mean you do have to turn your brain off for this one but you know I'm a Tammy in the T-Rex fan. I can do that.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I remember the first time I saw this, I had like rented it, I think from like our local mom and pop video store. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this movie is amazing. It was so amazing <laughs> that I went and got my parents VCR and hooked it up to my VCR so that I could record the video. Onto <laughs> yeah. office, I was like, nice. this one is never going back this one's to forever. And I watched it over and over and over again i have such a love of this stupid ass movie and i know as an adult watching it it's absurd but like there is that part of me as a kid that it was like the exact level of violence i could it was like right on the cusp of being too violent for me like i i couldn't watch the steamroller thing it was years before i watched the steamroller thing and then when i watched it it was hilarious (laughs) but like as a kid it was just just over that line where i couldn't take it but
2: i Oh, that's I, so
3: interesting because it's like roadrunner violence you know it's like yes. um
2: yeah
0: yes. yeah that looney tunes
2: style. total cartoon
3: violence
0: yeah <laughs> but yeah like the and i couldn't i saw the knife thing obviously the first time but i when it would come back on i would have to look away
2: it was, <laughs> <laughs> was so <laughs> baby rachel <laughs>
0: oh yeah but i i yeah i i do i was excited to talk about this with you because it is It's rare that I enjoy a bad movie. Like, I kind of feel like Mm -hmm. good movies are good and bad movies are bad. But there are the exceptions to the rule. And Tammy and the T-Rex is one. And I feel like this one is definitely another one. I don't love ACDC, but it fits the vibe of this movie so much. It's
2: it's so peak 80s. You know, the combination of the style of humor, the style of action and explosions combined Mm -hmm. with that music. It's the most 80s thing, you know. I also enjoy
0: when he blows up the toilet paper truck It just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like teepee everywhere. Oh <laughs> yeah. <of> toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Emilio Estevez was like fresh out of, um, uh, what is the one where they're in detention? Breakfast Club. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. I yeah. thought he was so cute and so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like off,
3: coming off a string of like a lot of Essie Hinton. Mm -hmm. movies Mm -hmm. at that point right like outsiders and that was then this is now and was kind of a particular kind of teen heartthrob i feel like
2: yeah 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 yeah. but yeah rachel what what did you think when he licked the sweat off of her brow (laughs) 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 <laughs> I saw that I was like, oh my God, Rachel's puking at home <laughs> yeah, I was
0: like, what is he doing what is he doing? why is he doing that I had blocked that out <laughs> I when I was a kid, I don't know what do you think, DJ is that a move for you're you're the dude on here have you ever like seen your sweaty wife's face and been like, mm, yum gonna- I don't
1: know that I've ever dated anyone that would let me lick the sweat off of their forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know that if that was like on the table that i would be like hey can i can you pass the butter please cuz like i'm <laughs> you know like that's oh. not really
2: You made it worse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will say, and uh, DJ, you can probably concur with me on this one. Like, it does fit with the tradition of Stephen King's really uncomfortable sex scenes. Like, it's Mm -hmm. okay, and then he just takes it to a weird place, and you're like, and it's not being sex.
1: (laughs) And there's sex uh, against the backdrop of a wall full of, like, naked Maxim ladies. Like, that kind (laughs) of seems like, I don't know, (laughs) tasteless.
0: (sighs) I mean, is that just the 80s, though? I guess.
1: Yes. I mean, it's the truck like stops it, in the '80s, I suppose.
0: Yeah, you're the probably the only one on this call that has enjoyed a trucker shower. Is, did you feel like they represented the, that culture appropriately in this movie,
1: DJ? Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to be hard on truckers because I'm sure there's some truckers that listen to the podcast. Um, so there's For a hundred sure, So if, if you roll into like a high-end flying J or a um or you know, in Trans America or any of the other, like, fancy, big truck stops, the showers and the bathroom back areas are really nice. Like, they're, like, good tile, like, decorative. They're clean. They give you fresh, warm towels right out of the, like, warmer. And you have your own space. So they don't look nearly as dirty and grimy as this American pie-looking place does. But, like, <laughs> this looks more like if I was in Carlsbad... New Mexico and headed to elephant Butt, I would like pull in somewhere and like there would be this place it's like weather beaten and like barely staying open mm-hmm. and the diners like no trust me that pie was put in there this morning wink wink nudge nudge <laughs> say no more and so from that aspect like they are spot on but from a drive across the United States perspective, like there aren't very many that divy of truck stops that are really around because they really wanna appeal to their clientele. Gotcha. Gotcha.
3: Yeah, I figured like the porn on the walls was meant to help us understand that this was like
1: a certain uh, lower a tier, stop, yeah.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: more like a mechanic was, repair place. Like if you've ever went to uh, like Joe Bob's mechanic repairs, he opens up this like office door and it's just pouring all the way across one wall. Mm-hmm. Like that's fairly common still, but yeah. not the not in truck stops as much because they're they also cater to like women and children and and people who aren't necessarily in the trucking industry and lifestyle.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so. I think we all know this movie has some problems. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's fair to say that it is not the Citizen Kane of truck stop movies. So (laughs) sentient truck movies. So what are maybe some things that as you're watching them again in 2022 that did not work for you, uh, Matilda?
3: Um, there's not a lot of consistency like DJ was talking about, like the logic of this movie, like some of the cars you can drive and other cars come after you. Also, <laughs> it's just it's so 80s. Like it's so I it it's hard because it's almost like a fish talking about water. Like I don't know that I can identify a lot about this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I get
0: that.
3: Because, because I many times. They have seen it so many times. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah how about uh how about you deej is there anything that stood out to you that you're like oof? besides
1: I'm, the internal logic i mean not just the logic but like if you think about it as a car you're riding in a car and a truck runs you off the road why wouldn't the car just run you off the road because like the car has the passengers and then how did the trucks eject all of their drivers because like trucks drive a long ways is how did they kill the driver there's no like driver stuck in windows or anything yet we see cars everywhere with like the window rolled up and then this is like what 1987 or when is this supposedly in the timeline supposed to have taken place it was
0: 1987 June
1: 19th 1997. so how many cars really had electric windows back then that was like a rich person's perk in like 87 right or am I thinking wrong like you had to like really pay for the upgrade to get like electric tilt back seats and like windows that rolled up that wasn't normal and and yet we see like windows killing all these people that's a mechanical device and then (laughs) and then we have the little like gun truck he has a pouch of guns it's like this big he fires and fires and fires and it's the endless (laughs) gun problem like you look up there and like the little pack still completely full and there's no turret control on there. There's no motor or anything. It's just literally a pipe with like a gun stuck in it. How is he aiming that? And like, why isn't it just like topping around and spinning when they're they're shooting? <laughs> All these things <laughs> and then. <laughs> right, they have the machines also can hear a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. These things yeah. And then why do they need the small truck to do Morse code? Like couldn't anybody just honk their horn at an <laughs> interval and like yeah. make noise? <laughs> <laughs> it is i don't i don't know and then wh- what does stephen king have with big pens and then i was thinking like the cocaine thing maybe like big sponsoring a big section of of the truck advertisement was just that like maybe you do a lot of cocaine with big pens like you <laughs> nailed it brand loyalty <laughs> yeah right oh well, these things are great man you get them at walmart it's super cheap
0: <laughs> all right ariel fresh eyes
2: what yeah, your- I mean, definitely all the things that you guys just said. I also found Yardley Smith to sometimes be incredibly don't annoying. It. Don't say it. No, our queen. Yes I love goodness. Yardley Smith so much. I have so yes. much affection for her. But her yelling Curtis at the top of her high-pitched lungs constantly it. What started, me? started to get on my nerves a little bit. So, Yeah. Also, I think that some of the times in the truck stop when all of the cars are just slowly circling, the amount of time the camera spends focusing on that, I feel like Stephen King thought that that was really tension-filled and scary, but cars circling super slowly and not doing anything, it isn't scary. Like They weren't trying to attack them most of the time. Do you know what I mean? Like there was too much of just like going around and around. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't super love the dead dog.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't love the dead. <laughs> there. Yeah, we all know I don't love blood. In them.
2: And I think that the fact that it sort of just ends, you know, and then you have to have this post credit or not post credit, but like the scrolling thing to tell you kind of what happened is a little bit, you know, cheesy. that mm-hmm. <laughs> They couldn't really end the movie. Um, but. Because this is the kind of movie you just turn your brain off and watch because it's dumb and it's fun. These things didn't really bother me all that much. You know what I mean? Like it's it's an issue, but I'm not thinking about that so much when I'm watching it because I'm just having a good time. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Um, so one of the other, I kind of sped through the trivia because I had so mm-hmm. much of it. But one thing that, since the end keeps coming up, there that okay. actually is not the original ending of the movie. Oh, okay. so the original ending of film was going to see the survivors facing off against an armed Coast Guard boat, followed by a shot of Wilmington being destroyed. Oh, so why didn't they do that? You would have preferred a, a Coast Guard fight. No, I mean I don't know.
2: <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I have the same problem as Matilda where because I just know the beats of this movie so well, it's hard for me to pick out what's not working. And the things that you're mentioning, like Yardley Smith's, I mean, I love her. In this movie. When they're like <laughs> rolling her into the sewer and she's just like, blah, 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 I'm, uh, I'm crazy. Hilarious. There it is. Oh yeah,
2: that part is hilarious.
1: It's it, kind of her like job, There's a section though. in the
2: middle where she's
1: just like screeching constantly, and you're like, okay. But isn't that kind of what she does in like every movie? I thought that was kind of her shtick—is to be like, no, stop <laughs> that! Don't do
2: that! <laughs> I mean,
0: she—that's she, what she sounds like Lisa Simpson. She's not doing a voice; like that's just her voice. And mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of, is—I think this is actually the first thing. I saw her in. I'm trying to think if I saw this before I saw The Simpsons. Maybe I saw The Simpsons first. But I just, I don't know. Even when I was a kid, I was just obsessed with her, with her little vintage hat and her yeah.
2: Curtis! Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, um, she was more enjoyable than the other woman who just was like, We made you! You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 The camp of that, for me, works. Although yeah, I know. I hear like, that like empirically it's bad but it's the, the stuff that's bad is part of it's like the feature not the bug for me
2: yeah i get what you're saying yeah. there's that scene where after they have sex the i can't remember the woman's name with the perm that perm. character we'll just call it <laughs> the, the hitchhiker <laughs> yeah yeah where she says where she tells emilio estevez that he makes love like a hero and it's such like a stilted <laughs> corny
1: line Well, they reference that uh, later on when they, like, jump from the grenade and they're, like, on the ground and their butts are up. And she's like, I don't think I've ever seen a hero with his butt up like that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But what I was going to say is just that most of the time that would really bother me, that there are these really corny, stilted lines that stand Mm -hmm. out like a sore thumb. But I actually kind of found it charming in this movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, good. I was worried that you like because you also have a good critical mind when it comes to film, I was like, it's gonna go one way or the other. Yeah, she's either gonna be all in on <laughs> cheese or she's gonna be like I'm coming for you. She, she, she.
2: I couldn't have another pet cemetery situation happen, Rachel. <laughs> Our friendship can't take that. I know. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with pet cemetery? Oh
0: we well, have a very diverging opinions of Pet Cemetery. Yeah, it's I not my favorite. Excellent. excellent. And she's I
2: accidentally gave it a really bad review on a podcast before I remembered that <laughs> <laughs> it was Rachel's
0: favorite movie. <laughs> I was so excited we had guests on a more deadly and they selected Pet Cemetery. I was like, <laughs> I would want to watch it with you, but I was like, oh, this is gonna she's gonna be so mad at me if I troll her with this pick. So when someone else did it, I was like, do my dirty work for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so favorite kill in this movie what is each of your favorite kill in this oh movie? good question
1: oh well th- that's easy actually uh you guys mentioned the uh soda machine and like the children getting murdered <laughs> next to the coach like and then the one kid checking and then running and like shooting pop shots at him like with all the dead children around him but he decides not to rescue anybody but jet check on his on his coach was like perfect nailed it well
2: <laughs> Yeah, and I like how he puts his catcher's um mask down. Yeah, to like block the soda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the rest of your body, kid? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> how about you, Tilly? What's your favorite kill?
3: I mean, the one I remember, even though it isn't a favorite, is the we made you kind <laughs> of. Um, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. really into that little gun on a stick situation. Yeah. Yeah. even though it makes no sense right like what you're <laughs> saying like everything i'm saying is it's empirically bad but i love it yeah in this movie for yeah. for whatever reason yeah and she's you know she's in full
2: camp oh yeah Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! We
1: made you. Where's your loyalty? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's so so good. Um, yeah, I would say maybe the steamroller or the one Matilda just said because I do that was satisfying to have her die. <laughs> what
1: about the bridge, guys? Because like the bridge was oh
2: the bridge is great. Yeah, yeah it's I mean for an opening right. sort of sequence too. It's like I actually thought... entertaining.
1: wait wait they're gonna kill like this supposedly mechanical stuff is taken over but like the bridge is the only thing and like cars are falling on people and like (laughs) loads are dropping (laughs) on people and like you're like well why don't you just jump off the bridge into the water and they're like no, have to stand here like ah. Slipping on watermelons. I know yeah. the watermelon <laughs> of it all is so iconic.
0: Oh yeah, just, like, great. and so many people through windows like the the administration <laughs> budget in this movie is all. The and money. then back into windows, yes, like,
3: pulling through into other cars. windows. <laughs> oh great, so great. I know I love that scene because it's so it's it just goes. On and on, and yeah, it's, on. Long. it's not a quick one. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh no, oh, I'm sorry, we're still going. Is is the scene still happening? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> That's cut from the made for TV version. So like I had never seen any of that stuff. <gasps> oh, it just really? goes yeah, it goes from that shot where like the cars are driving over the bridge to like the truck driving down the road and pulling up at the thing. So like I had oh. never seen that whole bridge scene before, and I was just like, Wait, what? What? And like, oh. what is happening here? You weren't paying enough attention. And the bridge is like open it up and drop and stuff. Like, We're going to lose our jobs.
0: <laughs> yeah, the bridge, the guys that are running the bridge are some of my favorite like camp moments funny. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole bridge sequence. That sucks that that got cut because that is so classic. Stupid watermelons. Love it. So I I'm, was I'm trying to think of what my favorite kill is. And I think, I think my favorite kill is probably the steamroller. But we haven't talked about another kill that is really high up there with me. And that is the video that is the, the Giancarlo Esposito getting shocked in the video game room. Oh, that oh, is yeah. one. Oh, yeah. that whole sequence where he's just shoving everything in his pockets and then he gets like hypnotized <laughs> by the video game. Yeah. <laughs> it is that, like crazy like nineteen ninety-six like, huh? kill. Yeah. 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 Anything the... that has like that eighties lightning is mm-hmm. always gonna be top tier for yeah. me. We're rewatching we the Hellraiser movies, and there's so much eighties lightning <laughs> oh nice. <no. laughs> Like <laughs> Terminator lightning. Why is that effect gone? Bring back the 80s. Yeah. Thing. I know, because this is the I same know. era where
3: you go to the mall to the sharper image and put your hand on yes. that thing that had yes. the 80s lightning that would chase your hand. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like DJ, you probably own one of those. Do you have one of those? Um, I no longer have a Jacob's Ladder or a uh, Vendigraf generator, but I used to have both of those. Um, what, there's like if you go on YouTube and look around, there's a really fun science professor or science high school teachers. that will have their students all touch it and they'll get like 10 of them in a row. and uh-huh. then They'll have the last kid like touch to the group. And because he's negatively charged compared to everybody else and they're up to like 50,000 volts, it zaps the hand connection of every person that's in there. Oh, and they're saying, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and and th- that actually is like another plot hole that you brought up there. It's like, okay, so this video game can electrify, hypnotize, and kill people. Like, yeah. why can't all of the electrical devices just be like and like zap people? And so that's a huge other thing where it's like we had this one like, oh, they can definitely do this for this one scene. But then they just didn't for the rest of the scenes. Right. And it would have been so much more convenient to like off humans with like electrical shocks than driving large vehicles through buildings. Right. Yeah.
0: But I mean, they need some infrastructure, right, to keep the broom running. Got to have some humans to refill the cars.
1: Yeah, but it would be way easier to like pick off humans with like electrical shock. In any normal situation than it would be to like smash vehicles everywhere, and then you'd have more vehicles to like drive around and police and control and like whatever yeah, right but
0: not enough explosions though need <laughs> the explosions
1: there are so but many more eighties electricity <laughs>
0: do you like when they just did the same explosion back to back at one point like <laughs> yeah. the truck and then they just blew it up again, same truck, same shot, and like it wasn't even like coverage. it was the same shot like <laughs> <in a> row. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> masterpiece, Stephen King, return to the director's chair.
1: <laughs> Having watched this as like a um made-for-TV cut, I did not realize that this is like almost in range of bad taste and like brain dead and that sort of thing. Like not nearly as awesome as brain dead in, in the like number of just wacky like yeah, right. uh, Aussie brain farts going on in a strange way, but like still... You know, really gory and like excellently fun kills and like uh, a lot of, I mean, murdering shouldn't be a joy, but as as much as it can be for a movie from Stephen King, like it's just kill after kill and they're all fun. It's like people screaming, getting backed up over that like dirty preacher. Yeah. Bible
0: salesman guy. Yeah. And then
1: like, even when he comes back, he like drowns while holding that kid's (laughs) leg. Like, I swear to God, I'll kill you.
0: Like Yeah, (laughs) I mean, that feels very Stephen King for me because he has no patience for religious people in his movies. I will say this is a little bit of like the comedy version of The Mist. Oh, it totally is. Right. Because
2: the community is all in this like one location having to try to work together to survive. Yeah, it totally is. And like
0: the religious person turns out to be like homicidal (laughs) (laughs) and there's stuff lurking outside waiting for them to come outside. In this case, it's circling trucks. Um, which is terrifying and our
1: area will have nightmares forever (laughs) yeah it's a little timely that the russians uh, actually blew everything up so
0: yeah i will say when there was that line at the end
1: about like the russian Mm, the russian uh, satellite yes weather satellite just happened to have laser beams and nukes on it no reason and king has this habit
0: of predicting shit like when the pandemic started we were all like oh my god it's the stand and like all uh these various things or like the dead zone has trump in it essentially like he's very good at accidentally predicting things i was like i don't need this in my life (laughs) stop predicting nuclear (laughs) missiles on fucking space stations (laughs) i do not need this that's the last thing we need this week um all right any other thoughts about this movie for any uh, any other I, things we didn't touch on that you were like, oh, my God, I love this or I hate this or
1: I just i mean the ice cream truck uh, explosion. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but did you underneath of it? You could actually see where they launched it. Oh, um, no, so, no. So as it's they shoot, like they shoot at it with like a little gun, like it's just like a little machine gun. Mm-hmm. And like somehow that manages to like make it explode and flip up in the air and like shoot flames everywhere. Yeah. And if you look closely when it's shooting up, you can actually see the square where the blast was underneath of it to get it to fly up and over. And it's like a perfect outline of the truck.
2: Oh shit. Oh shit. I did not notice that. That's funny.
0: Yeah, I just watched The Rock recently again for <laughs> Untitled Nick Cage. And there's one point where you can see like there's some sort of hydraulic thing under one of the trucks that flips. I was like, I see you. <laughs> you can't fool you can't pull the wool over chateau's eyes. <laughs> <I know. laughs> All right, cool. So overall thoughts. Final thoughts on Maximal Overdrive DJ.
1: Uh pretty good movie overall. Like I'm actually pleasantly surprised I saw the legit version of this as opposed to just remembering the made for tv version so mm-hmm. i kind of wonder how many other horror movies that i watched in the early 90s yeah. that i may not have gotten the best version of because I. Just,
2: mm-hmm. yeah and yeah.
1: the thing is is like some of them like you don't feel like you'd want to go back and revisit and this was one of them where I, I was like oh okay i guess we're watching this cool and then when i watched the real one i'm like where did this come from? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Like, how how did we get from there to here? And so it's like, well, okay, well, then, you know, maybe that movie where, like, they're driving over the heads, the people are buried in the garden, and their heads are sticking up, and they're driving over them with a tractor. Maybe that's way more gory and, like, then they eat. I don't know what the name Which of the movie is. is. They, you, know, you guys never seen that? Like, one of the famous scenes is, like, the people that own the house like bury everybody up to their neck in the back like they're part of the garden and then like drive over them with a tractor like a weed whacker tractor no. that idea oh, I don't sounds remember kind of that.
2: familiar but i don't know
0: yeah i mean like yeah it sounds kind of roughly familiar okay
1: hmm. horror movie it always played next tractor. to that movie with the um with the girlfriend that was actually a gargoyle what? and it's like what? a weird
0: yeah so like <laughs> my girlfriend a, was a teenage gargoyle <laughs> like,
1: no, no, so like it's like this scene where they're up in this like really nice manhattan apartment and like this dude and his girlfriend are hanging out and like she's trying to tell him something and try to tell him something and then it's the old like once you discover you can't unknow this thing and like she turns into a gargoyle and like that's the plot I oh, spoiled it oh, if you
2: i don't think i've ever seen that
1: um, I swear I'm not making these up. So uh, if you're a Patreon and you're watching this right now and you know what my fever brain is talking about, go forth and repost, please. Girlfriend, a gargoyle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to know what this tractor one you're talking about is.
1: Girlfriend? I'm sure if you ask Matt or uh Oh, is it Tales Jeff. from
0: the Dark Side?
1: No. Well, I think the gargoyle one might have been a short inside of like three other movies. Well, I wonder,
0: um, yeah. I wonder if it's tales from the dark side,
1: but the tractor one is definitely a full thing. Cause they like eat tongues and, and stuff like that. Cool. It's, uh, yeah. I'm going to need to know
0: what that one is. Cause now I'm
1: super curious. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, anyway, those movies are some of the movies that I've only watched on television <laughs> at like 11 o'clock at night. And they seem pretty shocking at the time, but then, like. Are you sure you didn't fall asleep and dream these? <laughs> no, no, no. These are, these are legit movies. I just don't know, like, any names or directors or any facts about them other than, like, little scenes that are stuck in my head. All right, Eddie, we're counting on you.
0: (laughs) If you're listening to this, you'll know (laughs) he is an encyclopedia of horror films. We need him to weigh in now because now this isn't even my tip of your tongue, but now I need to know. I need to maybe I'll put this in that Reddit because when I was last time, I got an answer like within 15 minutes. So maybe I'll we need to get to the bottom of this.
1: When we used to do the splatter cast, I would name a movie that I had watched that I couldn't remember anything about other than like some scenes. And people are always like, that never happened. You're just making this up. And then like someone would be like, no, nope, this is the movie. I remember it, too. DJ is completely right. Yeah, I
0: remember that. Yes. And that but I just like and there's like it's pinging something in the back of my brain. But like you grab onto details that are different than what other people would grab. Onto. <laughs> so like I would describe the movie totally differently. But that doesn't mean that it didn't happen and you're not right. <laughs> so that's why i need somebody else who is able to tap into your dj brain to tell yeah, me not really
1: a good plot person more of a like whoa
0: did you see that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why we have you do the synopsis on every episode of
1: <laughs> <Catherine>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right overall thoughts matilda any final thoughts on this air movie film no it's just a
3: great joy to revisit this Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to kind of have a forcing with ariel i'm delighted that she liked
0: <laughs> <laughs> how about you ariel any final thoughts was it nice to have a moment of where we could connect on a bad movie yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah i really appreciate that and it was really fun and really dumb and i've been watching a lot of darker stuff recently so sometimes it's nice to watch something that's just takes absolutely no brain cells you know, yeah. to enjoy. And I could totally see revisiting this one too for that very reason. You know, I feel like yeah. it has that rewatchability factor. Yeah, cheesy serotonin. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: This is like the total antidote to something like uh, Nightmare Alley, where it is long and grim, beautiful, well acted, you know, everything <laughs> this movie
2: is not. <laughs> they're like polar opposites <laughs> yeah this movie
0: held up to my memory which is that it is goofy and awesome and bad and i don't care it's like if, this would be a guilty pleasure if i felt any guilt but i'm dead inside so i do not and i like it <laughs> so that just leaves what we want to do for our next next time we revisit a bad steven or i mean a Excellent, Stevie What we want to what we want to cover. I had a couple of ideas. I was thinking either Silver Bullet or Needful Things, but I'm Ooh. also accepting ideas
2: I from guys or patrons. or patrons.
1: I haven't seen Langoliers in Ooh, forever, and shit.
2: I that's true. Neither have I.
1: I don't even remember that being particularly good. I just oh, remember wow. it being like a thing that you're like, whoa, <laughs> you made this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: cool. Have you ladies seen Langoliers? I have, but not oh. since I was—I mean, like a million years ago. Oh, yeah, no, you're <laughs> yeah. In for it would be interesting to revisit,
0: you. you know, thirty oh, years God. later or something. Would you be up for revisiting the Langoliers or seeing it for the first time in a few months? Yeah, sure. yeah, it's a yeah. it's a two part made for TV movie. Yeah, I don't think it. So it's probably a, it's longer than this would be, but it had I,
1: commercial breaks. I yeah, I want to say long. it was like actually played over three nights. Is
0: it three nights?
1: yeah because they have like the intro where like they are getting on the plane then they have the like what's going on and then they have the like here's what's going on
0: (laughs) 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 I just remember long scenes of Bronson Pinchot tearing paper methodically (laughs) that's like what I remember most yeah it's you guys (laughs) we should do it that sounds good what happens to the future Okay, Langoliers it is. We will do that in a few months when we cycle back to Casca. <laughs> so whatever you need to do, get your hands on it, make it happen. Patreon, <laughs> okay. you because you're going to want to revisit this. I bet that one's
1: on YouTube. I-, I would guess like there's no one making any money off of that one right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you guys, when we get to the end, if you'll recognize it from like gifts because every once in a while i'll see a gif from the end of that movie and i'm just Uh like oh my god (laughs) but i won't spoil it for matilda because i mean i don't even know if i could spoil it for it's so weird (laughs) all right anything else before we wrap things up
2: no i love the goblin car that was great. Yes. <laughs> I yes. had seen it in memes, you know, online and stuff over and over again. I didn't realize it was from this movie. I always assumed it was a Spider-Man thing. Well, like it is inspired thing.
0: by Green Goblin. Oh, that okay. is, that is gotcha. where you took inspiration from it. Um, so you were not wrong. You were okay. onto to it. I haven't <laughs> seen the new Spider-Man yet. I need to see the new Spider-Man. Me too. I think it comes out on Video On Demand soon. I'm vamping right now because Randy's getting the music together.
1: <laughs> uh, so I just found the Langoliers, the complete uh, commercial cut version. It mm-hmm. is three hours long and it is available for free on YouTube. um hey, now in the, in the group chat, along with that really uh, tasteful avocado.
0: Tasteful avocado. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I, I couldn't describe it any other way. Look at it. And then you're going to be like, oh. I should get one of these in my house. I actually know is I'm a avocado. avocado. <laughs> right?
2: Very elegant. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: So that's pretty much, I think, for it for us today. Obviously, we're going to cover Langoliers in a few months when we come back. I want to thank all of my amazing co-hosts. You guys are so much fun. And I love you all dearly. Um, and, uh, as our patrons also, thank you so much for your support. We hope that you enjoyed this and you had fun. We had fun making it for you and we can't wait to give you more content like this. We'd love feedback. Please drop us a line at rachel at zombiegirls.com. That's G-R-R-L-Z. Let us know what you think of this, what you'd like us to do in the future. Feedback of any variety is welcome. All right. Uh, thanks again to all of my co-hosts and our theme song for this episode is by, I forgot to write it down, but, that's a God great band. I love those guys. <laughs> <laughs> got it in my head, and I promptly forgot it. So thank you to them for making this music, and we'll leave the credit in the notes. Bye. Everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and to my co host for putting up with all my nonsense. Production on this episode was done by yours truly with a whole bunch of coffee. And our theme song for the show is Girls of Summer by Aries